0: I look so awake and like I have no stresses in my life at all. It brightened my under eye like so naturally, like a filter. It's rich girl concealer. You wake up without a care like a rich girl. Yes, like you slept 10 hours. You have nothing to do on the agenda except get a facial. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Yeah. Welcome uh-huh. to uh-huh. Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Welcome, Jolino. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, it's essentially the last spooky season episode with us solo. Sad, the month passed so quickly.
0: It really did. Do We feel like we say that every year. And I don't know if it's just like a product of us getting older, but I really do feel like this month just like zoomed on by. You especially, you like really get into your Halloween spirit and you just haven't had any time to do it. No, I actually think that this
1: is a common theme with people this year. I don't know what it is. And maybe it is the ever-changing beauty landscape. Again, I don't do Halloween stuff just because of beauty. I do it because I am a fanatic of the Halloween season, but I noticed that like some content creators were like asking their audiences, do you want to see DIY makeup looks? Do you want me to do tutorials? And a lot of the polls were like, no, I don't really care. Really? I thought that was really interesting. You know, I love watching tutorials when people do something extreme, but I don't know. I did a look in 2012 called Webby Woman. It's like the spider web eyes. And to this day, I get new followers in October because they find me on Pinterest from like that pin that pop sugar made and people still tag me in their DIY webby woman looks in October. So I'm like, well, maybe DIY looks are like helpful, you know, but I don't know, maybe the Halloween season, people are just not as aggressively into it this year. I don't know what it is. I feel a little bit of that as well. Maybe it's because just like real life is so spooky. Real life is spooky. That is a great, great
0: (laughs) uh, synergy into our headlines later. But yes. Like everything's just already too horrific and scary that we're like, all right. We've seen the devil. We've lived through hell. We've seen the devil. I'll be interested to see what like the holidays are like, especially with this, you know, talk of obviously the recession coming.
1: Listen, I need
0: things to be merry
1: and bright. Okay, very bright. Chipper happiness and surprises. Jingle bells all the way, all the way, all the way. Okay, okay.
0: Oh, maybe we can get Santa to come on. Oh,
1: you know what? Okay, I'm into this idea. (laughs) Patrick. Poor Patrick <laughs> being solicited to be Santa Claus. He's like, not this shit again. Okay. So I love this wife that Sarah is about to talk about. It's basically
0: a double wife. It is. It is. Have we ever talked about this brand on the podcast? I feel like we've had to have mentioned Sisley Paris it's, at some point. It's just so good. Probably a skincare product. I think probably skincare, like a mask, because they do a lot of masks. Their masks are so good. But their makeup has always been so good, too. But I just don't think I have ever really received any of the samples in my shade. So I haven't really given it the attention and time it deserves. I've never tried their makeup before until this past month. That is so crazy. So Kirby and I were invited to the Sleep Paris Beauty is Boring event. This was like such a good event. I have not seen beauty editors get more excited about an event than this one. Okay, can we like set the
1: stage? So if you don't know who Beauty is Boring is, it's Robin Black. She's a professional photographer and makeup artist. She does mostly photos now. Like she still does makeup for campaigns and things like that. But for the most part, she just does photography. And her account, you see these pictures of these models, editors, whoever. And you just are like, I would give anything to be photographed by this woman. She is truly so, so talented.
0: And you know, it's a Robin Black photo. You know, it's a Beauty is Boring photo. It's very iconic. It's a very signature thing. It's like bright light. It's a white backdrop. It's a close up of the face. Awesome makeup. Awesome. Awesome makeup. Yes. So Kirby and I have been trying to get her on the pod, which it's still something we're working on and trying to get her to do our makeup. But she obviously is a very, very busy woman. So when we got this email from Cicely that they were collaborating with her on a photo shoot and to like feature their new launches. Well, I guess not all of them are new, but their makeup collection. Kirby and I were like immediately. Yes.
1: I reached out because I was flying out the days that they were doing it. I mean, I was flying out at seven in the morning, so there was no way for me to figure it out. And I wrote them back and was like, I am deeply distressed that I cannot make this. Like, I am so sad. And they were like, can you come the day before at four o'clock? I was like, absolutely, we'll do anything to be there. And it's so funny because the event was for makeup artists and editors and makeup artists were
0: like canceling gigs to like get there. Wow. That's incredible. That's how good of an event it is. And so they did one in L.A. They also did one in New York this past week. And like every editor in New York also attended. The publicist who has worked for Cicely for, I think she said seven years now, told me that I was the first person to respond to the email for L.A. because I was like, I need to go. She was like, you responded so fast. I was like, I know, because I, I wanted to make sure that I could get in. Instant hit. Instant hit. So Anyways, Kirby and I, like we mentioned, haven't had the chance to try any of the makeup products. And so they had makeup artists there to do like touch ups. And then they sent us home after taking these beautiful photos with Robin, which we have yet to see. And I can't wait. They sent us home with a goodie bag of makeup products. So they had the Fido Skin Tint. I got two kinds of concealers. I can't remember what else was in there. Not a big concealer person. But I remembered Megumi was doing my makeup. She does Marie Kondo's makeup. And I remember her using this concealer on me and I was like, oh, I'm gonna try it on myself. And immediately I was like, oh my God, this stuff is so freaking good. So it is the Fido Cernes Eclat Eye Concealer. We will start this by saying, (laughs) unfortunately it is $118 for less than an ounce. It's 0.61 ounces.
1: But I don't think that that is any less than other concealers that I have. I feel like that is a normal concealer size, in my humble opinion. It's definitely
0: expensive as fuck. This is maybe the most expensive concealer I've ever tried and recommended. It's more expensive than Chanel. Yeah. Yeah. OMG. I had no idea how much it was. This is the luxury of being a beauty editor and receiving samples. So like just like blind trying. I don't usually like concealers, but you know, lately... Been noticing a little bit more like darkness under the eyes when I wake up, and I don't like to wear you know a thick concealer or like heavy foundation, especially day to day. If I'm just going like, to cop on Zoom or go to an event or even just like when I'm running errands or whatever, going out to lunch, I don't like to wear too much foundation. So I put this on, and I was like, oh, I look so awake and like I have no stresses in my life at all. It brightened my under eye like so naturally, like a filter. It's Rich Girl Concealer. You wake up without a care like a rich girl. Yes. Like you slept 10 hours. You have nothing to do on the agenda except get a facial. And
1: there's no stresses in life. Your children taken care of by other people. Nothing to worry about. So
0: it's like definitely creamier and more fluid than like other concealers. So if you like a thicker, heavier, full coverage concealer, this is not it. While a lot of people do use this, obviously, for their eye, it is an eye concealer. I've been using it all over my face. I use it all over. I've been covering like redness on my cheeks. I put a little bit on my forehead. I like put it around my lips, around my nose. And it just blends so beautifully, melts into the skin. Do you put powder on top? I don't because I'm dry. I do, but it does set really nicely. Yeah, like it's not like a dewy, glowy. It looks like your skin.
1: And what I really like about it is I apply it with my fingers and it doesn't set into the pore. I feel like sometimes with this consistency of concealer, it just almost outlines all your pores. And I hate that. And then you have to, you know, cover it with powder to like make it look less prominent. With this, I tap it in with my fingers. I do the same areas as you. I use it basically all over my face. And the reason why I even knew to use it all over my face was because Robin, I had the luxury of Robin doing my makeup and we were talking and I was watching her in the mirror and she was patting it in my nasolabial folds, she was going in the corner of my eye. She was doing it kind of like in a C shape around my orbital bone to kind of highlight as well. And I know this is your wife technically, but it's an eye concealer technically. Like that is the name of the product, Fido Sernaz Eclat Eye Concealer. And it's an eye concealer. So it's more like color correcting, would you say?
0: Yeah. And if you read a lot of the reviews, like people mentioned that, like this is better than the color correct, the Becca color corrector or whatever.
1: That's a good comparison. The Becca color corrector, because I'm looking at the shade spread. I still think they could probably add on like maybe two or three shades for like the deeper and dark skin tones. But you can tell everything has more of a either pink or almost like red tint to help conceal. But then again, also I'm looking at this arm and one of the arms, the deep arm has like more like cool tones too.
0: Yeah. So maybe it just looks different on, what shade are you? I'm
1: three. So I've been using 2.5 and I like mostly for my under eye. And then I've been using three and four for my face. So I'm like kind of
0: switching it up. Okay. I have three and four. Four is a little too dark for my skin, but the three is like perfect. It's like absolutely perfect. I mean, I
1: do have to be critical. I will say I'm looking at this dark arm and like some of these shades, they're too ashy. They're way too chalky. Yeah, I was going to say it looks a little ashy. They are not catering, at least for like the lighter shades. It seems like those are more geared towards like very fair skin. But then on the fair arm, there's a lot of shades that seem to be like more for like medium skin or like dark skin, not deep skin. And I think that's like the missing component.
0: Yeah. And I think that, you know, we could definitely argue that Sicily, all of their um, color, face coverage, their shade range could use some work for those deeper tones, especially. Even though I do blend it with my fingers, I love that it has the like little cooling metal tip applicator. It does come with a brush. I guess if you purchase it through Nordstrom, it comes with a brush. It comes with a gift with purchase. I've been using
1: this brush that I got from About Face. It has like a bend to it and it's more of like a fluffy brush. But I saw this tip from Selena Gomez's, not her makeup artist, Hung, but like the one that kind of does like press appearances for her. Like her name is Melissa. And she was like, instead of applying it directly to your under eye, Just like take a fluffy brush and take the residual concealer around like the base of it or whatever, like wherever it comes out and then start blending that. And I swear when I do that, this is probably, I'm not exaggerating. This is the first concealer that I've ever put on my under eye that does not crease, doesn't look cakey and literally blends so well. Every time I use it, I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. This is not real.
0: And I was looking at the reviews to see if that was the same sentiment. And everyone said the same thing, like a lot of like more mature, you know, users. And they're like, this is the first concealer I ever use that hasn't like settled into my fine lines, my crow's feet. It's more hydrating and revitalizing (laughs) to use. And a lot of people don't have to set it with powder. And then a lot of people end up using it around their entire face.
1: This is a really good review. It says the finest of the finest. I know. $102 for a concealer is a lot, which which was inflation. That was probably like three years ago. No, it was 2014. (laughs) Oh, okay but if you can afford it, this is an exceptional product. I am a professional makeup artist and have been for over 30 plus years. I have worked the collections in Paris and Milan and helped develop products for some well-known prestige lines. And no, I do not work for Sicily and never have. So this old lady knows what she is talking about. You use the tiniest amount and it melds into the skin and it becomes your second skin, but better. That is just a fact. Yeah, that's it. This is crazy. Someone reviewed it a one star and said that there's no coverage. And I was like, wait, what? It's like cover, it covers my melasma.
0: But it's not like super heavy
1: either. No, I don't understand. I wanna read another review. Excellent coverage for shadows under eyes. And this is more recent, this is 2020. I purchased this product three times now over the past three years. It really lives up to its claim that it lasts a full year or more. Yes, that's another big part of this and is a wonderful product. I was first introduced to this concealer by a sales associate who instructed me to use a tiny amount on the brush provided inside the package. It covers the shadows around my eyes very well. I must say that the price for Sicily products is very high. However, for me, the number one priority is safety and this product is very safe for use around my eyes, which is like an important for a lot of people. In the past, I've used other products close to my eyes and have had allergic risk Responses to them. Not so with this product. Sicily products are all natural. I've never experienced a reaction, blah, blah, blah. Even though it is very expensive, it does truly last over a year and I apply it daily. I mean, I'm using it daily
0: and I feel like I'm not even making a dent in it. No, I literally have been like throwing it in my bag everywhere I go. So,
1: yeah, the too long didn't listen. If you were just not listening at all, and I get it, you're probably like folding laundry.
0: You lost me at $118
1: in the bathroom, cleaning your sink or something. This is what you need to know. It is $118, unfortunately, for everybody involved here because I feel like everybody is going to love this product once they try it, A. B, you can use it daily. It will last you a year. We haven't had it a year, but I'm betting the big bucks on it. It will last you.
0: Yeah, it still feels like I've been using it ever since and it still feels like it's brand new, like there's enough.
1: I do want to shout out our deep and dark-skinned Glamgelinos, our Melanated Mamas. This is only probably going to work for you as an under-eye concealer, unfortunately. I would love it if Sicily would work to expand all of their shade ranges because I was telling Sarah that their skin tint, that product is so beautiful. It is also really good. I'm loving skin tints lately, but this has to be one of my top three. It is $100 for an ounce, which again, Sicily, wow, wow. It's like, wow, Bethany, wow. Um, This is an expensive, luxurious product. This is a treat yourself product. This is a, I want to live my bougie life product. Maybe we'll do a giveaway where a glam gelino and a friend, whoever wins, they get to pick their shade of the skin tint and the concealer and we'll send it to them. Let's
0: do it. I will say like, if you are deeper toned and you want to try this product, definitely go to Nordstrom and like get swatched or get a sample. Like Kirby and I said, we are looking at the photo. We have obviously personally seen it on anyone who has deeper skin. So I would go in and ask.
1: I was following a couple of people this week who were in Paris with Drunk Elephant and then Benefit. Basically, all the brands this week were like, we're taking everybody to Paris. I'm like, get on with your bad selves. Well, at the biggest Sephora in Paris, it's like massive. They carry Sicily. Well, yeah, because it's Paris. I know, but it's upsetting because I want Sephora here to carry Sicily. Oh, they don't carry it here? That's unfortunate.
0: That's what I'm saying. I'm on the Sephora US website. No Sicily. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it's like Nordstrom, Bloomingdale's. Is that it? And Sisley's website.
1: Come on, sis. Let's do this. Let's get into Sephora. Let's campaign for it. We are doing a different kind of headline situation today (laughs) where Sarah and I are both going to present each other with spooky headlines in our opinion. Headlines that gave us a chill down our spine. Some of these are literally terrifying. So I just want to preface that some of these are like supposed to be in jest. Right. But also still like spooky.
0: You'll know which is which. (laughs) Sarah, do you want to start? Okay. So last Monday, there was a headline that came out that, like Kirby said, gave us the spook. said hair straightening chemicals may increase women's risk of uterine cancer.
1: So, this is predominantly affecting Black
0: women. It's specifically chemical straighteners you get in the salon, correct? Right. So, straightening chemicals or relaxers, more specifically. So this was a study by researchers at the National Institutes of Health. They said, we estimated that 1.64% of women who never used hair straighteners would go on to develop uterine cancer by the age of 70. But for frequent users, that risk goes up to 4.05%. This is the lead author on the study. So this project collected medical records and lifestyle surveys from tens of thousands of women ages 35 to 74, all of whom are sisters to women with breast cancer, but did not have cancer. Themselves in an effort to identify risk factors for breast cancer and other diseases. Over the course of 11 years, 378 cases of uterine cancer were diagnosed among the study's 33,497 participants. Women who had ever reported using straightening products in the last year were slightly likelier to develop cancer than those who'd never used them. Women who'd used the products more than four times in the past year were even more at risk. The researchers caution that uterine cancer is still relatively rare. You know what's
1: crazy is so uterine fibroids affect black women as well. I have a very dear close friend. She had so many uterine fibroids. It was insane. She sent me a picture after her surgery and one was literally the size of a baseball and she had like 17.
0: Oh my God.
1: Yeah. And not all that size, but like the largest one. And I know Jess Cruel, editor-in-chief of Allure, has talked about like how she had to have surgery to get her uterine fibroids removed. And uterine fibroids do not convert to uterine cancer. But I'd be really, really curious to see a study if relaxers have anything to do at all with fibroids. If hair relaxers in some way are contributing to the rise in fibroids in Black women.
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. I don't know. So this study basically concluded that like black women develop uterine cancer at higher rates than women of other races as it is even though uterine cancer is rare so i think just as a population they're more likely as it is to get not only fibroids but uterine cancer well i don't know about the fibroids but for uterine cancer yeah
1: i i would love to like learn more about this and and hear more about like the hormones and all of those things involved the story that I wrote for Allure about not so pretty and talking about like hair relaxers and stuff like that, the experts that I consulted were very clear that like in-salon relaxing treatments are not good. It's crazy that those treatments are still on the market. But it also gets into this whole discussion of like how, you know, Black women feel like they need to relax their hair. And then also, you know, we have the Crown Act, which was passed by the House, but not the Senate,
0: which is so crazy.
1: Kerry Washington, Zoe Kravitz, Rosario Dawson, like a lot of prominent Black women in Hollywood are urging Congress to pass the Crown Act through SAG-AFTRA.
0: Because hair discrimination is still legal in some states.
1: Yeah, which is like absolutely unfathomable at this point. Like what the hell?
0: I also wanted to add that the study concluded that hair dyes, highlights, and perms did not have the same link to uterine cancer, although this same research group previously found that hair dye, along with straighteners, had been linked to breast and ovarian cancer.
1: Interesting. Okay, well, that is spooky. Spooky. We hate it. Can I just win the lottery so I can just start dumping money into studies that are focused strictly on women? Like, I have 8,000 things that I'm like, you know what? It's insane that we don't have studies about this.
0: I know. Yeah.
1: Insane. Diving deeper into it. Okay, I have a lighthearted spooky, not a serious spooky, a lighthearted spooky. And that is that Jared Leto has launched a beauty brand. I'm chilled to the bone by this revelation.
0: I like that when this like announcement happened, everyone was just exhausted. And like a lot of people didn't even like talk about it. Everyone's over it. Like <laughs> everyone's just like, ah. Of course. Like, what timing? He should have just waited. He should have just not. Like, well, okay. Sorry, let me say that. He should have just not. But he should have, like, if he was going to continue to do so, he should have waited, like, a like a bit after Brad Pitt.
1: First of all, if I'm Brad Pitt, I'm pissed. Because I'm like, dude, people are already mad that I did this. And now it's just, like, I'm going to be drugged into this narrative of yours, A. B, if I am Jared Leto's team... Like, even if I was planning on launching that day, I would be like, yeah, nope, we got to push it. We got to push it, bubs. Let's wait. Yeah. <laughs> also, the story behind it. I can't do this anymore. So first of all, he partnered with the head of innovation, the former head of innovation at ASOP. Cool. We already have ASOP. Yeah. What's better than ASOP? Let's just leave it. Okay. It does feel like ASOP light. It's a beauty brand because the beauty vertical of Vogue UK covered it. But it's actually more of like a unfortunate wellness lifestyle brand. And it's called 29 Palms. It is based off of the city that hosts Joshua Tree National Park.
0: Joshua Park's like, "Ah, we don't want a part of this. (laughs) Leave us out of this. They're like, exclude
1: us from this narrative. So this man, everyone calls him a vampire because he doesn't age. He really does look great. I think he looks great. He's literally 50 years old, which, you know, go off.
0: But he himself admits he does not know anything about beauty. Literally, like the
1: second paragraph, he's like, I understand I'm a student and I think that's a good place to be. Actually, no. And you have some fucking balls to think that you can say that in promotion for your brand new line that you're co-founding or founding. And I think that's an okay thing to say. Millie Bobby Brown saying that is okay because she's literally 19 years old and was probably pushed into launching a skincare and makeup line for her tween fan base, okay? She's allowed to be a student and learn. You're 50 years old. It's like, that's the thing that kills me between him and Brad. Both of them said, literal, actual quote from Jared Leto was, I've never really been interested in beauty products. Funny how you didn't care about beauty products until you started launching a brand to make money off of them. The majority of the consumer base for beauty is women. We are not stupid. I don't know any person that's going to buy this brand, not a single soul. And both Brad and Jared are using their names and their good looks to just phone it in. They're doing the literal bare minimum. I'm like, if you're going to do the bare minimum, Why not be an investor? Why not be a behind-the-scenes investor? Make the money that way. If you're a brand and you're launching and you do get capital from someone like Brad Pitt and Jared Leto or someone of equal caliber fame, I'm imploring you to not force them to be the face of your brand or to promote your brand because it's going to have the opposite effect. It is not going to be cute.
0: Like I'm trying to think of examples of celebrities who have invested in brands that they have already enjoyed working with and
1: even just as an ambassadorship. Katie Holmes used to be an ambassador for Alterna hair care, I believe. And she was also, I believe, an investor. Is it Jennifer Garner? Jennifer Garner with Virtue Labs because Adir.
0: See, that's a great example. Yes. Her hairstylist is Adir. Jennifer Garner is like, I'm very invested in this, but I don't want to face it. Like, I don't want to be the face of the brand. I'll promote it. Yes. Here's like some money. Yes. 100%. You all know what you're doing. So I'm going to leave. They'll do like a kit together. Yes. But she's like, you're the experts. So I'm going to leave it to you. Like, that's wise, in my opinion.
1: And then these men are like throwing out like the 29 Palms thing. First of all, it's like, refillable and and he's talking about how like taking care of himself in the most natural way possible sir none of your skincare products are natural hate to break it to you there's preservatives in there there's all kinds of shit in there that are chemicals that are quote-unquote not natural and they're like genderless right sarah do not get me fucking started that is the whole thing what gender is this oh is this a female mascara because it's lavender colored this right here this mascara does not have a gender. It is literally genderless. If I want to use it, I can. If Patrick wants to use it, he can. If you're non-binary, you can too. Literally any human being can use whatever product they want to. And I'm so sick and tired of this marketing.
0: And newsflash, they have been. Yes.
1: Yes. And the only reason why people say genderless skincare at this point is because it's a marketing term and because you're trying to make it so that cishet men don't feel insecure using a pink face wash before they go to bed and having it be displayed on their counter. Get over it. A lot of these brands that are trying to be something to everyone, they're dying because they don't have a specific consumer base that isn't obsessed with all their products. I understand people being like, you know, well, I feel like Kiehl's is genderless.
0: But when has Kiehl's ever called itself genderless, by the way? They're like, we're just skincare. If you have skin, (laughs) you might like our products.
1: Yeah. Is it like, is Aesop masculine because it doesn't have like pink and purple on it and like cute, like serif font written on it? Is Glossier feminine because it's millennial pink. I I can't deal with these anyways. Also, I just want to say I'm not going to get into a whole rehashing of these men's personal allegations, but I do think it's really interesting that people like Brad Pitt and Jared Leto that have very serious yet separate allegations against both of them would have the gall to do something like this because you just put a target on your back. What publicist wants to deal with that? totally just stick to your movies i hate saying like stick to
0: your thing i want everyone to be able to do what they need to do it's a free country but think smarter about the decisions that you're making like we just mentioned like if you are so passionate quote unquote about beauty about skincare then work with a team work with a brand that already exists especially to the narrative of like being more sustainable oh that kills me you're like, no, actually, you're just adding more waste. Yep. Agreed. I'm, I'm just genuinely curious who's buying any of it. I want to do a report card. I've told you this. Is there a way that we could really find out like sales? Probably not. But
1: I know for a fact that there is a celebrity brand that is essentially dead. It's been out for, I think, a year or two. It's essentially done because there's nobody left at the company to even run the brand because of an acquisition that was made.
0: Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about.
1: For me personally, the spooky part of all of it, there's a lot of spooky components, but the fact that Jared can hop on this train, phone it in, and then just so blatantly be like, I don't really give a crap about what I'm doing, but I'm just, you know, along for the ride to make some money. Like just so blatantly, that's spooky to me. And that's unfortunately gonna be a trend that we keep seeing. I know. See, and rant, I'm sorry. Y'all know I get worked up easily.
0: (laughs) No, it's good. Everything you said is legitimate and needs to be heard. So thank you. Okay, what's your next spooky? (laughs) Okay, so one Elon Musk has sold out all 30,000 bottles of the perfume that he made called Burnt Hair. So in September, He hinted at this product saying burnt hair sent for men by Singed. And I'm I'm pretty sure it was a joke at first. But then on October 11th, changed his bio in Twitter to perfume salesman and announced that you could actually purchase this perfume, calling it the finest fragrance on earth. He seemed to be testing out catchphrases and follow up tweets ranging from doesn't get more lit than this To be the change you want in the world. How much were they charging? $100 per bottle. Stop. Yeah. Can't wait for the media stories tomorrow about $1 million of burnt hair sold. As if this man needs more money. Because he doesn't. He is the richest man.
1: (laughs) He's going to destroy Twitter. And he doesn't need anything. And I'm so sick and tired of people like him. Like, can he and Kanye just like float off into space together?
0: Yeah, so I don't know what it smells like, and I don't know why anyone bought it. Why would you want to smell like burnt hair? You know what I mean?
1: Burnt hair is disgusting.
0: Which is like, who are you more upset with?
1: No, I'm upset with the people, actually. Listen, I can see both sides of the coin, so do what you got to do, boo. But like the fact that the little sheeple
0: are like, yeah, I want burnt hair. Is the packaging even cute? I mean, it's like a red bottle it looks like a joke, like a gag gift, but a $100 gag gift that sold out. Unfortunately, I mean, if they end up re-releasing it,
1: I have a feeling people will buy it for, like, White Elephant and stuff, which is
0: really, really... It's just really unfortunate. That was a uh, depressing spooky. Do you have anything uplifting? No, I don't, actually. Yeah, no, because that's not the theme. That's not the theme.
1: I mean, it is kind of un- uplifting in a way, but, like... You'll understand why. Okay. 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 So this past week, our friend and hairstylist, David Lopez, he hosts a podcast that's actually created by Ulta Beauty. And it's called The Beauty Of, where every, I think, week, maybe he interviews significant figures in the beauty industry and kind of like talks to them about their beauty journey and what beauty means to them and all that stuff. And I believe it was the first episode. But he interviewed Dylan Mulvaney, who is a trans woman. She's very, very popular on TikTok. She is adorable. I love her videos. Unfortunately, she gets so, so much hate on TikTok. There's obviously people that lift her up, but like I sometimes get served videos that I'm like, why did you think I would want to see this? It's transphobic, making fun of her. And it's really, really, really upsetting. So the episode of The Beauty Of was called Girlhood. And okay, so on October 13th, Ulta tweeted, trans girls can do it all. Tune into the latest episode of The Beauty Of where host David Lopez sits down with guest Dylan Mulvaney to chat all things girlhood. Watch now. This got people pissed. And by people, I mean trolls on Twitter. Mulvaney in the video says, you know, she's talking about her ability to one day be a mother and that she can do it all that she has plans that she wants to find love she wants to be a mom she wants to do all these things and then there's this conservative pundit named Allie Beth Stuckey who thank god I am not familiar with says she's quoting Dylan I want to be a mother one day and I absolutely can and this is Allie no you cannot you can buy all the eggs rent all the wombs and wear all the makeup you want but you cannot be a mother And that's okay. Accept who you are and don't try to be something you
0: can't. So what is that lady saying to women who cannot have children? That they're not mothers? That's exactly what she's saying, essentially. But she probably didn't even realize that she was saying
1: that. Because A, she's an idiot. But B, she's just disgusting. Like you've offended at least half of your audience. And then Lauren Chen, someone else, thankfully, I am not familiar with, the fact that an adult male is obsessed with girlhood, not even womanhood, but girlhood, is just straight up creepy. Whatever happened to shutting up and selling makeup at Ulta Beauty? <laughs> Oh, my God. What do you mean, whatever
0: happened?
1: So then Ulta responds and says, The premise of The Beauty Of is to feature conversations that widen the lens surrounding traditional beauty standards. We believe beauty is for everyone. And while we recognize some conversations we host will challenge perspectives and opinions, we believe constructive dialogue is one important way to move beauty forward. The intersectionality of gender identity is nuanced, something David and Dylan acknowledge themselves within the episode. Regardless of how someone identifies, they deserve our respect. The end. Yes. But then you should read the comments on this tweet. This one guy just responded with a photo, and it's a cartoon, and it says, quote, In the interests of balance, we have a man here to talk about women's issues. Like, just extremely transphobic responses. Stop insulting women and try to get new customers. You had a bloke saying he's a woman and wants to be a mother. This is not my quote, obviously, this is from some random troll on the internet. We are told we are quote unquote birthing people and he wants to be a mom. See what's happening here? Two men talking women's issues is insulting. It's not hate to point that out. Two men talking men's beauty products equals
0: no problem. It's like, what did Dylan do to you? And I would say that a lot of these people didn't even listen to the episode. They're not even, they don't even know who Dylan is. They are just taking this opportunity to spread more hate. Agreed. 100% agree. If it's not
1: clear, <laughs> we are spooked by this response. The trolls have been trying to boycott Ulta. There's a whole campaign, hashtag oh boycott Ulta. And okay, stay pressed then. Honestly, I know that this was probably really hard for David and really hard for Dylan because they are dealing with all this hate and betrayal I hope that they see the silver lining and that I feel like so many more people know this podcast even exists now. Yes, absolutely. And, and for all of the haters, there now has to be so many more people that are supporters that want to listen and engage with not only the podcast, but the two of them.
0: Everyone here, go give that episode a listen.
1: Yes. If you're a Glam Julino, go listen to it. Go on YouTube. You can watch it. Comment. Share some love for David and Dylan because it's just like...
0: I just can't believe it.
1: I don't understand what in the world is going on. I'm sure they didn't expect this response at all.
0: Maybe they did because the world is just, again, so horrific that everyone is spooky. Just spooky. Anyways, but have a great rest of your
1: October. I hope you're getting all of your little spooky moments in and more treats than tricks. What's your favorite Halloween candy? I'm a Milky Way, girl. I love a Milky Way. I love a cold Milky Way. So when we go to Disney, we trick or treat at Disney. They give you little bags and you just get shitloads of candy. Oh, that's awesome. Um, It's really great. They also have like healthy snacks for kids that are like diabetic and stuff like that or like hyperglycemic or whatever. So you can get like apples and stuff like that oh that's great don't accidentally
0: leave an apple bag in your car i feel like that's what they have to do at like schools now yes it's such a different time than when we were in elementary school and it was just like sugar 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 all the way totally there's some healthy alternatives my favorite is snickers forever i love anything that has like a peanut in it so like peanut m&ms snickers those two are my jam and i've now introduced zoe to a peanut m&m and it's it's over it was a bad idea Wow! So now all she wants is peanut M and M's. She's like, "Can I have the round one? The like round one like this?" And she like, but it's not really round; it's like oval. The peanut one, yeah. I was like, "I know what you're talking about," and I did this to myself. Yes, you did. Now you must suffer. Wait, what? Who is she going to be? What is she going to be? So she has a dinosaur costume, and then I also bought her backup baby shark costume because I just know that like that's something that she's going to want. She also has a backup Minnie Mouse costume oh
1: that's cute i need to see all three
0: i'm sure that she'll just prefer to be naked because she doesn't like to wear clothes you know what i that is a little kirby in the making yeah were you naked a lot as a child no no which is why every time i send pictures of like zoe to my family they're like why is she still why is she always naked but now i'm like yeah i get it it's like so much more comfortable and she'll like be like, take your shirt off too, mom. <laughs> like, oh, okay. You're like, it's a little different for
1: me. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a little, little uh, you need to pay to see that, babe. Where's my $5?
0: Happy Halloween. Well, we'll see what you end up being. Everyone wants to know. Yes, I still got to figure it out.
1: Okay, happy Halloween, everyone. only from rustolium